Welcome to the Beyond Intuitive Eating Podcast, hosted by me, Beth Basham. I am a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor, and liberated body coach. I'm also a wife and mama to two amazing little people. With over 20 years of experience, I help women bridge food freedom with optimal health using principles of intuitive eating, foundations of emotional mastery, functional medicine, and neuroscience. This is the space where you get to end the war with your body and discover total confidence and true health from the inside out. There is nothing worse than attending an event with family and friends only to overhear comments about your body. Oh, honey, it looks like you've put some weight on this year. Are you doing okay? Or maybe it's comments about other people's body. Have you seen your Uncle John? He's getting pretty big this year. He must not be taking such good care of himself. Or maybe the comments are a little less direct. Comments like, have you decided what you're doing after the holidays to get healthy and lose those extra pounds? And those comments are often followed by some conversation about some new diet pill, a drug, an eating plan, an exercise plan. And while all of your well-intentioned family and friends mean no harm when they make such comments, they can easily rub us the wrong way, especially when we're feeling sensitive about our bodies. Or maybe we've recently discovered the pitfalls of diet culture, and while these conversations didn't impact us previously, they do now. So even after, I mean, a decade or more of doing this work on myself in my own life with my own body image, comments, whether they're about me or not about me, can really strike me off guard. And I look at it as an opportunity to check in with myself and my relationship to my body, my relationship to my health, and just generally my relationships to these people that make these comments. In the last of this three-part podcast series, I'm going to talk about how to overcome triggering food and people. I'm going to spend some time specifically talking about how to handle these awkward conversations and moments that inevitably come up during the holiday season. But before I do, I want you to note that this is the third of a three-part series. So make sure you check out the first episode at minimum because it does provide some insight into what triggers are in the first place and how to navigate those from a bigger picture. It really does set the stage for what I'm about to talk about today. If you've already done that, that's awesome. Let's go ahead and dive in. And the first thing I want to ask you, and this is such an important question as you're starting to navigate and get out ahead of this this time of the year when these conversations may become more common, but what are you available for this year? What are you available for when it comes to conversations about bodies, about diet, or about food in general? Do you know? That's the first question you do want to answer because when we go into these holiday parties, when we are confronted with these conversations with family or friends, we want to be prepared by setting those boundaries with ourselves ahead of time. Because here is some truth, and this is giving you full permission. You no longer need to be available for conversations about your body or other people's bodies plain and simple. You don't need to talk about how food is good or bad because you know that all food is morally equal, 
right? Food doesn't have morals. (laughs) You have morals, food does not. And lastly, you don't need to justify to anyone about how your body looks, what food you do or don't consume. And there is no repentance needed through the talk of willpower or starting a new exercise or diet routine. You don't have to do any of that this year. And while in previous years you may have, you know, thought I needed to, you know, take advantage of these conversations and just play the role, right? We just say the things to appease those we're conversing with. This year, you don't have to if you don't want to. So first, I want to give you permission to set that boundary. But in this conversation, you also get to decide what are you available for. And part of this is looking at what are your hot buttons? And what do I mean by that? What are the comments that other people might say to you about your body or other bodies or diets that you can envision might activate your body, might make you feel uncomfortable, might make you want to run away into the closet and just not attend that party? And can you, and I know this is so hard, but can you let go of this expectation that those who push these buttons are ever going to change? Because the reality is all we can do, and I covered this in the podcast, the first podcast of this series, All we can ever do is work on changing our own internal state because the reality is that these people in our lives have their own history, they have their own background, they have their own reasons for saying the things they say, whether it's right or wrong. We have to let go of this expectation that they're going to change for us. But by understanding what those buttons are and deciding what we're no longer available for, We can start to set the stage for ourselves so that we can begin to transform our internal environment so that these comments are either avoidable, and I'll speak more to this, or we can handle them with more grace and more self-compassion because it is completely human to feel uncomfortable if someone comments about your body, especially when it has to do with weight you've gained, weight you've lost, et cetera. That is a normal human thing. And to go into this space of a bit of shame or guilt about what you did or didn't do this year to take care of your body, that's normal, okay? That's totally normal. However, you also have the opportunity to take some time, literally right now while you're listening to this podcast if you choose, to decide, what am I available for this year? If so-and-so comments about my body, how do I get a respond to that? I'm going to give you some ideas today, uh, but I do think that there is an opportunity here just in listening to this podcast to really empower you so you can make some decisions about what this year is going to look like. And you can do so in the context of releasing expectations that anybody else is going to change how they act and how they you know, talk about bodies or whatnot. And through that lens, when we can do that for ourselves, we can begin to make more space in our brain and our mind about what there is to celebrate this season. Because let's face it, while these conversations are super uncomfortable and can totally knock us off, you know, our path, the holidays can actually be a really beautiful time to connect with people. Uh, especially family and friends we haven't spent a lot of time with. So 
I want your season to be a season where you thrive and where you feel confident and you feel happy to be in connection with people, even if these people have the tendency to say the things that can throw you off, right? So that's where we have to start. We have to start about, you know, discussing our own boundaries with ourselves. What are we available for? And recognizing and letting go of this expectation that we can change anybody, right? And from that place, we can start to prepare ourselves in a really positive way for these uh, these events, these moments when these conversations could become, you know, <laughs> become part of our environment. So, all right, there's a couple different ways we can go about when the actual conversation comes up. But when we've like decided that, you know, we can't change people and all we can do is take care of ourselves, that is like probably the most powerful thing we can do. Because the reality is, is that we don't know what the conversation is going to be. We might know that our uncle usually comments about our body or our mom usually says something about dieting and, and, you know, losing weight, but we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. For those of you who have pretty solid relationships with people and you feel like you can have good conversations where you're being heard and seen, I want to suggest the following. This is something that I've suggested to clients who have like a pretty good relationship with like a parent or um, an aunt or uncle or maybe even a child where you are able to discuss your boundaries that you've already decided on with these people who commonly make these unsolicited comments about your body, other people's bodies, food, et cetera, okay? And so you actually, before the event where you know you're going to be surrounded by lots of people, lots of distraction, you have a conversation with this person. Let's just say it's your mom. I hear this a lot in my practice. You know, there's the caregivers, sometimes the mom is the one who asks a lot of questions about their body has made them feel shame on some level. Not always, not the case, you know, in every circumstance, but for example's sake, let's say it's your mom who has made comments about your body and it just feels really uncomfortable every single time. Well, have a time and a place. I'd, I'd try to find a time and place when it can just be you and her, you and this other person to really talk to them and say, hey, look, you know, I am on this path where I am trying to see myself as more than just my body, as more than just the food I eat. And for years, maybe decades, I have really dictated my worth and my well-being has been affected about, you know, by what my body looks like, what the food I eat looks like or doesn't look like. And this year I'm trying to do something different. I'm really trying to avoid those conversations about my body because truth be told, my body is my business and it's nobody else's. So, okay, you might frame the words a little differently, but more or less, you can say to your mom in this example, you can say, look, I love you so much and I want to have a great holiday season. I'm not available this year to talk about my body. I'm not available this year to talk about anybody's body or the diets or the food that's good or bad. Like, I'm just not here for it. So here's the reality. I love you so much. And if I get into these conversations, let's just say you do make a comment about my body. I'm going to tell you right now from this place of love and compassion that I am going to walk away when these comments are made. I will not participate. I will not respond when you make a comment about my body. I will simply turn around and walk to another room. And I know that seems kind of harsh, but the reality is, is that 
we have to set our boundaries and then also stick with them. So if you're telling this to your mother, to a caregiver or, you know, previous caregiver in your life, um, a friend even, you do have to stick by it. So you're having this conversation ahead of the time. And then you also have to decide to stick with the boundary. So if this feels really uncomfortable for you, this might not be the strategy for you. I'll discuss some other ways to do this. But you do have to decide, like, I'm going to tell my mom how I feel. I'm going to tell her what the consequence of these conversations is going to look like. And then I actually have to follow through. The unfortunate reality is that you might have to follow through with your boundary that you set more than once in order to see any results from it. So your mom might, because here's the reality, right? Our family and friends, they're immersed in diet culture, just like we were, maybe we still are to a degree. And a lot of this stuff just like flies out of their mouth. Like they don't actually intend to hurt our feelings. They're honestly wanting the best for us, but it just like kind of comes out. They think that, you know, in order to be healthy, you have to be in a size six pants or I don't know what it is, right? Or they think you have to weigh a certain amount and they don't understand that research is showing us that, you know, health can come in multiple size bodies and does not have to look a certain way, okay? Right, like that's just something you know, but they don't necessarily know, nor are they open to it. So we have to set the boundary, tell them what we're available for. And then when she makes the comment, we do we have to look them in the eye, not say a word, and walk out the door or walk to the other room or whatever. And again, you might have to do this more than once because these subconscious patterns that our family and friends have, you know, aren't broken just by one experience typically. Sometimes they are. It might be a pretty powerful thing to experience for your your mother in this scenario to hear you say, oh, she really is serious about this. Okay, I'm going to watch what I talk about, okay? Like I said, you this might feel really uncomfortable for you. You might not have the relationship with certain people that you can have a conversation ahead of time and set these boundaries. So if that's the case and or or maybe it's a family member you just, you know, you don't talk to until you see them at Christmas or until you see them at Thanksgiving. So it's like you're not going to go out of your way and give them a call. Like it's just This is not going to happen. But you also know that they're the kind of person that is going to make those comments, right? You just every year you can look forward to so-and-so saying X, Y, and Z about your body or somebody else's. And it's just like, ugh, eye roll, right? (laughs) So if that's the case, okay, and again, going back to the importance of deciding what you're available for and knowing what your hot buttons are before you walk into the party or the event is so important because you can make a boundary for yourself. And when these conversations do come up, you can, uh, let's just say it's between, the interaction is between you and an uncle that always makes comments about bodies. And you can just look at your uncle and say, hey, you know, I'm not available to talk about bodies today. And you can literally just shut them down. Like sometimes that's the easiest way to do it. And oftentimes people will respond to that uh, just fine. You can do it lovingly and with compassion and say, hey, you know, I know that you're concerned about me, you love me, and you think that my health should look a certain way or that my weight should be this or that. And I appreciate that you care, but I don't really want to have that conversation right now. It's just not comfortable for me. Okay. Alternatively, you can just walk away. You have, you know, we live in a culture, especially women live in this culture where we feel like we have to please others all the time. And 
you know, just smiling and nodding and being like, "Uh uh-huh, you know, is a very common uh, program (laughs) that I think a lot of women run on because we don't want to upset anybody else. Everybody else's feelings are more important than our own. And I think we have to, again, get out ahead of it, decide that actually our feelings are pretty damn valuable and worth tending to. And I know that this is a bit of a shift for so many of us, myself included. I grew up in a home that is, you know, my my mother's a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. I come from a long lineage of women who are people pleasers. <laughs> and so to break that cultural or I guess that generational uh, pattern is challenging. And it can feel almost more uncomfortable, right? More uncomfortable to be like, I'm not available for this conversation about bodies or to simply walk away. That can be actually more scary than just nodding your head and going along with it. I will fully, 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 fully acknowledge that. So if you're listening to this and you're like, holy crap, I could never say that to my uncle or I could never walk away from a conversation, that's okay too. Okay. And in those circumstances, if you're just not ready to say what you need to say, what's on your heart, I do think it's important that you do acknowledge your feelings uh, beforehand. What you know, you might feel in those conversations beforehand or after the fact, give yourself some time to process the emotions that may have come up for you. Because I think, again, as women who are oftentimes people pleasers, we tend to think, oh, well, it's not okay for me to feel upset by that. Like, Again, it goes back to everybody else's feelings are more important than my own. So why would I acknowledge and take tend to, you know, the fact that that was really uncomfortable for me? And this is probably outside the scope of this podcast. This is more of the work I do with my clients, but it's learning how to feel those uncomfortable feelings and increase our capacity to feel them. Because part of this work the work of creating a better relationship with food, a better relationship with our body is increasing our capacity to feel all emotions, including those depleted emotions, those discomfort, you know, those uncomfortable emotions, uh, the frustration, the anger and things that can come up. Because again, in our culture, we have been told that those feelings are wrong. They're not right and that we should not feel that way. You know, everybody else's feelings are more important, and that's really what we need to focus on. And it's allowing us to go there with permission and self-compassion to say, you know what? No, this sucks. I don't like the way this feels, and I'm going to spend a moment tending to that and maybe even feeling it a little bit acknowledging it on some level. And we can do somatic or body practices to really help us process some of those heavier emotions. But honestly, just the awareness and the acknowledgement can go so far. So if you do have those uncomfortable situation and you do kind of nod your head and you don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers, you just go along with the discomfort. After the fact, it's so important to just hold your heart and take your hands on your heart, close your eyes, take a deep breath and say, you know what? That sucked. (laughs) And I totally fully acknowledge that my feelings are valid here. And, you know, I can decide to do this a different way going forward. But right now I'm just going to acknowledge that this really sucked, you know? And so that is really powerful in and of itself because this is a practice, you know, learning how to deal with 
uh, relationships, whether it's regarding food and body conversations like this episode is talking about or something else, is a practice that takes time. It's something that we have to learn how to do, just like we had to learn how to ride a bike. It took time to become proficient at it. It's not something that happens overnight. So again, um, a little bonus for those of you listening, if you're listening and you're like, you know what? I can have a conversation with so-and-so. I can say what's on my heart. I have clients, I do have clients who are very bold and very, not in a bad way, but just they know their truth. They know they're not available for body conversations about their body or anybody else's body. So if you're feeling brave and you do want to just start to sow that seed of awareness in family members or friends that you know can handle it, <laughs> um, I want to invite you to to consider that there could be responses uh, to some conversations that could be fun, kind of fun to play with. I know I say fun, but I like to go into, you know, when we're trying something new, go into it with this experimental, curious mindset and be like, huh, I wonder how this would play out. But so let's just say, okay, some examples here. Let's just say you are listening in on a conversation about people talking about diets and how they're going to go on a cleanse after the new year, or they're going to do something to shed the weight or whatever, right? And you're listening in and you're kind of part of the conversation. You can say something like this. You could say, oh, it's so interesting to hear about how y'all are already planning your diet for next year. You know, that used to be me. That used to be me. So I totally get it. And honestly, I just remember how stressful and overwhelming it was. You know, I've decided that this year I'm not doing it. I am not available for it. I am doing this new thing. And yeah, so I mean, good luck to y'all, but I uh, I'm I'm not I'm not here for it this year. You know, like something as simple as that can actually be really remarkable for people and it might not hit them right in that moment, but you'd be surprised by how the ripple effect can be felt days, weeks, months later. You know, when they are, maybe they are doing the thing. They're deep in that diet culture. They're doing the cleanse and they totally hate their life. And they reflect back and they're like, oh my gosh, do you, I remember when, you know, she told me or she said to me that she wasn't available. I wonder what that was all about. That was kind of interesting, you know? So seeds can be sown. Okay, here's another one. Maybe you, you know, you hear your mom talking about another family member's body, right? And she's saying X, Y, and Z. And you could say something like this. Let's talk, let's say she's talking about Uncle Henry and how he's gained a whole bunch of weight. Okay. And you could say this, you know, mom, it's possible that we don't know anything about Uncle John's life and what he's been through this year. You know, before passing judgment about his body and how he's taking care of himself, I would really love to talk to him more and see what he's been up to. Right? It's not confrontational. You know, you're just sharing your truth, but you're recognizing that, you know, if you, and this is actually just another point, if you don't want people to talk about your body, then you have no right in this world to be talking about other people's bodies because the truth is you don't know what's going on in their world, their medical world, their mental emotional world, anything to the level that they do, of course. Now, you might be close with them, but again, you don't walk their shoes. And so it's this level of compassion to say, you know what? We can pass judgment all day long, but we don't actually know. You know, and I think that's a really powerful thing to say. You're not, you know, uh, you're not saying it to hurt your mom's feelings. You're just speaking the truth. 
Okay, one more and then we'll wrap this up. But, um, you know, maybe somebody does make a comment about your body, you know, and it's just super uncomfortable and you are just not available for it and you have the personality to stand up for yourself. And it's okay if you don't, by the way, because it's totally normal to just be like, oh, I don't even want to go there. Um, But you could say something like this if it's the right conversation. You know, while you might think it's ordinary and common to make a comment about my body, I want to tell you that it's just not okay with me. My body or how it has changed over this past year is none of your business. Okay. That one, that last one is a bit more bold. I totally get that. But for some of you listening, it might actually be the thing that is really um, empowering for you to say. So anyway, lots of different ideas here. Obviously, you know, every different scenario is going to look a little bit different depending on who you're hanging out with, you know, who's there, who's not there. So I get that this is not incredibly, it can't be incredibly straightforward because you have to, there's some nuance in the different relationships that we have, but I hope that I was able to provide some information and really, I guess, want to drill home that it all starts with a decision of what you're available for and really exploring what your hot buttons are, what kind of comments do activate you so that you can get out ahead of it and make some decisions about what you're available for this year. I think that's the most powerful thing. And then how you navigate those conversations, if and when they do come up, of course, may depend on a lot of different things because you may not be able to change the people you interact with, but you do have the opportunity to use this holiday season to deepen your relationship to yourself and explore how you react when you are triggered. So that's all I have for you today. Wishing you a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know that's coming up right around the corner for those of us in the U.S. So happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening in today. I am so grateful. If you enjoyed this podcast, I ask that you share it with a friend who might also benefit. And if you want even more support on your food and body journey, please check the show notes for information about my free Facebook group and private coaching opportunities. See you next time.